The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Show for the Montenegro. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin McElroy. Thank you. It is, it's Father's Day, and I know we really shouldn't start out with this kind of energy, but Dad's saying, we love it here, it's very great. It's the most disingenuous thing I've ever heard anybody say on a stage. It like feels it. like something that was written in a different language and translated to English. <laughs> it's true, but yeah. yeah. So he didn't sell it. He's, I love him. He's my dad. He didn't sell it. He didn't sell it. He didn't sell it. Though, to be fair, that might be because we've only been in Indianapolis for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, your whole state, Indiana, flooded. Yes, it made it tricky to get here. It was rough. We had to, um, it was hard. It's probably harder on other people. Yes. Now that I'm saying it. Yeah. This is our, so this is a very special tour for us, both of the Become the Monster tour, but also this leg of it, because uh, it was very close to at least two out of the three of our, like, home cities. We took a bus for the first time. <gasps> Like big time tour boys? Yeah, because it was cheaper. It was cheaper. That was, was the main cheaper. reason why. It, it was cheaper. cheaper, and there's like 15 of us. Not an exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. And our kids could nap on the bus. Woo, yeah. party. They, if you're thinking, if you're they thinking, didn't, but in theory, yeah. they could have. If, <laughs> if you're thinking, wow, how bougie the McElroys have sold out, I want you to imagine like the Bloodmobile. Uh, but instead of uh, blood or the bookmobile, instead of books, it's uh, adult farts. And it's the worst. Because here's, okay, so here's what happened. We had to take Nashville farts across state lines. I want to know if everybody who has toured, like if Fleetwood Mac gets the same treatment. But we got on the bus and the first thing we were told is... First thing. Not only are we not allowed to, but we physically cannot... Poop on the bus. And before you ask, there is a bathroom, but it doesn't go anywhere. It said, there's a sign that says, if you sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweetie, wipe the CD. So no number two. And the first, the first part of that is so adorable. It's like, hey, clean up after yourself, really, but in a cute, charming way. And no shitting. <laughs> What's that? Why is that? Well, some buses have, we have been informed, a special, it doesn't, I don't want to get it. It's called a macerator. macerator. It's a macerator. And it chops the poop up into nothing. <laughs> now, it makes me mad because it seems like it should be possible to just open a hole. Just okay, open the bottom of it. Thing. This is my thing. You should be able to open the bottom of the bus with a switch, and yeah. you just do it on the road. Like and, a, that, and that's also good, because then Racer X will skid out. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Speed pushes the H button, and I take a hot shit. Sure. Right? 
<laughs> right on the road. I'm pretty it? sure after the Dave Matthews Band incident, they don't put those on buses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then it got into this. Okay, then Travis and I had this, this debate. You could, <laughs> Travis was making the case that you could shit in the toilet. And I said, yes, I could shit out here. I could shit lots of places. <laughs> and I stand by that shitting in a toilet versus shitting on a couch, even if the toilet doesn't go anywhere, yeah, is Justin more socially acceptable than just shitting on a couch. Anyway, that's why this three and a half hour drive from Nashville to Indianapolis took us about six and a half hours. A lot of it was mostly just existential dread. <laughs> yeah. Of, even if you don't have to, to, number two. The moment someone says you can. Yeah, here's a fun, here, this will be a fun exercise. Nobody here is allowed to get up and use the bathroom during this show. <laughs> oh, I bet you wanna though, don't you? Griffin said he always goes at nine o'clock, which was a half hour after we got on the bus. <laughs> two and a half hours later, we stopped at Y'all know on the border of Indiana, the Arby's that's also a love get truck stop? With, the, so with we, the most racist t-shirts I've ever seen in my life. You know the one. We stopped there, and, I, and Griffin went into the bathroom and came out, and I was like, I gave him a thumbs up, like, mission accomplished? He said, no, I couldn't, because my body is apparently a grandfather clock, where if I miss my opening, I have to wait till tomorrow. Apparently. All right, we've talked about this for way too long. Way too long. This is an advice show. Our advice to begin with is go before you get on the bus. Correct. Uh, but I, we do have questions. Riddle me, peace boys! He really... This is you not... can still riddle me piss on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Boys. He really doesn't tell us these are coming. Riddle me piss. Yeah, we know the name of the segment. Do you want to deliver the payload, please, Travis? Okay. I will say the rest of my regular voice because it is so important that you don't miss a second. It sucks that you can't shit on the bus, but you can shit here on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> This is, uh, this is an email submission, and they gave us a fun username, which we don't usually get, but it's from Riddle Racks in Regina. Okay. Um, it's the name of a town. Sure. Okay, uh, and this comes from a book called The Little Giant Book of Brain Twisters. Wait, this isn't from Riddle? It comes from <laughs> okay. The Little Giant Book of Brain Twisters. Griffin, every syllable you say prolongs Riddle Me Piss. You're right, I'm sorry. A man sat perfectly still for 88 hours. Why? <laughs> I've given you all the clues. <laughs> you don't already have it? I, th I, I mean, all right. Was the, is the A man sat perfectly still for 88 hours. Hawaii. He was trying to break the record for longest continuous radio broadcast. No. I knew a guy in college that tried to do that for 88 hours, which is why. Didn't I, work. I thought uh, this was my slumdog millionaire moment where that <laughs> obscure knowledge would pay off in a huge, huge way. Is the man a piano? Is piano have 88? There's 88 keys on a piano. I'm trying to think of what the significance of. How have you guys not got, I gave you all the info. Ugh. 
Should I just tell you the answer? I wish you would. Ahem, the answer is so obvious. The man had a nasty toothache and he went to the dentist at 5 p.m. on a Friday evening. The dentist's assistant, including the anesthesiast, had all gone and the dentist could not admit her anesthetic. The man insisted that the dentist should operate even without anesthetic. So the dentist said that he would have to strap the man into the chair. This was done. The dentist then suffered a fatal heart attack and died. The poor man was left strapped in the chair and unable to move. It was a holiday. And no staff reported for work until 9 a.m. on the following Tuesday morning, 88 hours later. But why? Obviously. Is this a true story? Like, did this happen and they're relating this tale? No, it's just that it's so, why else would it be 88 hours? Okay, if this was, just I need you to think about if this was a true story and then you are going in for a routine dental procedure and the dentist says, just gonna have to strap you on into the chair, bud. Anyway, I... Uh, luckily, we have actual advice questions uh, to ask. I don't know. I thought that was pretty actionable. Don't no. do that. Yeah. I'm an art education major at Indiana State University. I had to take a drawing class, mainly one that focuses on the human form. Our class could only... Grow up! Our class could only get one model. And so we had to draw the same guy twice a week for the entire semester. I have drawn this guy 86 times and have him just lying around my room. They're all huge pieces. Nice. <laughs> like four feet tall. As a lesbian with no interest in men, what should I do with them? I don't want to throw them out. There goes my obvious one. That's from Abby. Abby, are you here? Hi. 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 Okay, so my thing, Abby, the one thing I do have to say first off is let's invert this scenario. I, let's say I took a life drawing class where I drew the same uh, woman 48 times and then when people, or 86 times, excuse me, and then people came over, I would be like, now listen, I love babes. <laughs> and these pics get me red hot. <laughs> That's not actually how art works. <laughs> we don't actually, <laughs> people don't really keep pictures just because they rev their in. Wait. <laughs> uh, these 86 pictures that I did get me real, real hot. Right. So I kept them all. That's why, that's why I go to the Louvre and I kick holes in all the paintings that don't make me real horny. <laughs> Think maybe, about, it maybe, would be, wait, hold on, maybe this is how that worked. Because they didn't have the internet back then, so maybe people like went to like Da Vinci and said, hey, can you pay me some boobs? <laughs> if I'm... Dying here. Yeah, but if Abby was straight and she told people that came over, I can't throw them away. They made me extremely horny. <laughs> that would be the wildest shit ever. <laughs> it would be baffling. Uh, can't... How well do you know this person? You probably know this model better than most of your own family. Right. <laughs> Every inch. Could you give 
the model all this great art that you've done, and then it's their problem. Because I'll tell you what's a, even, this is a great question, an even better question is, I have just received 86 new drawings of myself. And I've in, run in, out of wall space. Yeah. 86 new drawings in increasing levels of quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flip book, and it just becomes me at the end. You, you had to have a few times where you're like, fuck this, today, caricature. <laughs> <laughs> now he's surfing. Now he's yeah. surfing, I'm doing a fun one. He's a cowboy. He's a naked cowboy. Uh, how about a Yahoo from the Yahoo Answers service? That didn't, yeah. We didn't. I, that didn't help at all. That's the least we've helped. We, in fact, just spent the whole time discussing the premise. Sure. Right? I guess you could, like, sell them at a park or something. That's something people do with art. That's sometimes. wild. That would be wild. Hi, okay. I have 86 pre-made new drawings of the same man. They're four dollars. They get increasingly more expensive. Because yeah, they get much better. Except for the caricatures, they cost less. I phoned it in. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 please, let's keep helping. It seems like we're really well equipped for this one. Go ahead. This Yahoo was uh, sent in by uh, Jim. Thanks, Jim. It's Yahoo Answers user Aaron who asks, my mom grounded me for eating my pudding before my sandwich. What can I do to get out of this mess? Also, side note, I'm 48. I'm 48. Ah, shoot. Ate on my dang pudding. Well... I didn't even know the sandwich was there. Yeah. I, I, had, I just had the pudding blinders, you know what I mean? I thought it was dinner pudding. Sa a savory dinner pudding. A, just a big cup of, uh, cup of gravy. Yeah, shoot. No. I had to, it was in the way of the sandwich. I had to eat my way through to get there. Just tell your mom you use it as a delicious condiment for her tasty turkey sandwich with a, just a thin container-sized layer of chocolate pudding. That actually might be good. That might be good. Next question. <laughs> what if you told your mom that you thought that her sandwiches are so delicious they're like the dessert. <laughs> I and had maybe gave her a homemade card that said, I love you. And I that love you. That's push it. I had to eat my way through the dumb pudding so I could treat myself to Rhonda's famous turkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, my mom. <laughs> uh, pudding isn't very good, and so I don't know why you would put yourself through this. Uh-oh. Huh. Griffin seems you've touched a nerve. Apparently, you didn't know Indianapolis is the pudding capital of the world. Wait, is it? <laughs> it's probably just an average level of pudding enjoyment here, I would guess. Uh, it could be a, like, fancy British pudding. Uh, in uh, which pud? A pud, yes. And then that is a special thing. Because I was thinking you could just replace the pudding and be like, you're out of your mind. I didn't eat the pudding. It's the same pudding. But if it's a British pud, then you're going to have a harder time doing that because those things take like a week, right? It's just any dessert, Griffin. Any dessert is pudding in, in England. What? <laughs> we are parents of 20 Wait, wait, wait. Twins. Is this a dry fettuccine situation or do they just call all desserts pudding? <laughs> to be fair, they only have pudding. They don't know any different. They don't have pie. Not yet. Shoot. Uh, pudding. We are parents. Pudding and fannies. 
That's another one of my favorite bit when Griffin didn't know what a fanny was. Yeah, I, yeah, this podcast is just a, a fucking carousel of me not knowing things. <laughs> Take your pick. We are parents of 20-month-old twins, a boy and a girl. I'm so sorry. That's a lot of children. It's a lot of kid. Uh, and for the most part, we haven't done a completely terrible job of raising them. You would have no way of knowing that. <laughs> sorry. They only steal from each other in polite ways. And when they yell in public, it mostly seems cute. So far. So far. <laughs> to you. But they're getting old enough that soon they will understand the concept of age. So, do we ever tell them who was born first? Or do we leave it a mystery? That's from J and E. Are you both here? Hi. Oh, hey. Uh, Parents of the year over here didn't bring the kids. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Woof, guys, come on. Uh, uh, we would love to have your children. We've got eight or nine backstage already. Just bring them on, add them to the lot. Um, here's, what I would, here's what I would do. I would withhold this information as long as humanly possible. I would, if they ask you, when they do ask you, and they will, which one's born first, you look them dead in the eye and say, I would have no way of knowing that. I was, I was whacked out of my mind. You all look wicked the same. It was a, it was a pretty wild time. <laughs> I had plans for later in the afternoon that I had to get to. Yeah. Real busy. There's one option. You could do that one. You could also... Um, Tell them they came out at the same time. Now that's fun. That's fun. Hold, hugging each other. Aww. Aww. No, I'm thinking like shoulder to shoulder, just like. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm just, just sisters, sisters. Never wear this one. Top hat. Do you could all, you could also use it as like a reward system of like whoever does the most chores this week was born first. Nice. Whoever cleans their room the best next week was born first. And just have it trade back and forth and have it be maybe like a mantle that you hand back and forth. And never tell them. You can't tell them it's the problem. It'll ruin the whole thing, I feel like. Ever since Justin found out he was born first, there's been no living with him. I remember that day last week. Heartbreak. You see, he has a beard, so you can understand my confusion. <laughs> Shame on me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, how about a Yahoo answer? I love that, Griffin. Okay, this one, was, uh, this one was sent in by Colin. Thanks, Colin. It's Yahoo Answers user Zora in, who asks, what are other uses for pepperoni? <laughs> I, I don't have any pizza ingredients. You do... Have the one. <laughs> I don't have any pizza ingredients, but I do have a lot of pepperoni. Eye patch. Stinky eye patch. Thank you, Travis. Eye patch is one. Stinky salty eye patch, yes. Uh, ineffective band aid. Bad stinky band aid, yeah. Okay. Bad frisbee. Stinky small bad frisbee, yeah, for sure. Let's, yeah, I mean, let's just knock out all the circular-shaped objects. Stinky, stinky pasties. Uh, Ineffective manhole cover. cover. You all saw that, right? 
We're done. Well, this show's done. We don't need all of us. It's too expensive. We could travel around just two of us at this point. <laughs> Ineffective manhole cover. You Man. could maybe make like chain mail out of it. You oh, couldn't. cool. I don't think so. Well, technically, it'd be scale mail, but I don't. Ah, uh, nerd. Oh, you fucking nerd. Go hang out with Frodo. <laughs> oh, you could use it as a pizza top. Ah, fuck. Ah, damn it. Well, we don't know how big the pepperoni is, so that it could be a good frisbee. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> they, could make, they could make the big pepperoni. If it's a big pepperoni. Yeah. And it's, you could chuck it, and it might work fine. It could be it's a pizza all its own at that point. That's bait. You're halfway to I love that. I'm about to call Domino's on my phone and be like, let me get a pepperoni pizza. And they're like, sure. And I'll be like, no, no, no. Not a pepperoni's pizza. I want one big three-inch tall <laughs> pepperoni. I want a Chicago-style pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could put some bagel bites on top of it. I want a deep-dish pepperoni thin crust pizza. <laughs> Stuff crust, please. I want a pepperoni I could do some boogie boarding on down at the ocean. Yamaka. Yamaka, thank you, Justin. Probably not a good yamaka. No, a stinky yamaka. It, it's going to stink no matter what it is. Pizza's the only place you see a pepperoni where you don't think, what is that stinky meat? Because you're about to eat it. <laughs> so, how many times have you seen just pepperoni random and thought, what is that stinky meat? Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news, I've just received a text message from Paul from Paul and Storm who says, emergency backup pogs. Thank you, Paul. The word emergency there yeah. is haunting. Oh no, we have to drop out of the meat. No, hold on, let me see what I can find. Uh, give me that pizza. <laughs> Uh, We're going to save the rec center. <laughs> I work at a theater. During my breaks, I get a chicken burger that the kitchen guy graciously puts two patties on, though he's not supposed to. Ooh. If only there was a better word for kitchen guy. Yeah, I should probably learn his name, huh? If he's making <laughs> these awesome chicken burgers. However, three times in a row now, he has forgotten pickles. <laughs> I desperately need some of that vinegared veg in my sandwich, or else it is too dry to bear. Should I be grateful for the extra protein, or do I tell him he forgot the pickles? That's for a double and nothing. Are you, you here? here? Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Without the wet pickle on top of it, adding another slice of dry chicken burger on top of it actually makes the sandwich worse in a lot of ways. It's punishing, yeah. It's a punishment if you think about it. Maybe they ran out of pickles for a while now and they gave you extra chicken in hopes that you wouldn't notice. It's hush chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my boss I used up all the pickles. As tiny stinky frisbees. <laughs> and ineffective manhole covers. Yeah. Maybe ran out of the kitchen guy has been siphoning off pickles off the top, and so he's giving you double chicken to make <laughs> things even out so nobody noted the, the, the book's still balanced. <laughs> We're going to keep this pickle problem between you and me. Huh? All right. You got your pickles, remember? Wink, wink, chicken. <laughs> What's a chicken burger? <laughs> 
That's just a chicken sandwich, yes? Or are they making burgers out of these things these days? Who knows? Mo um, uh, millennials. <laughs> what? <laughs> In my day, the <laughs> burger. What? Let him finish. No, go ahead. Tell me about it, stud. Unless. Damn, y'all love pudding and chicken burgers here in Indianapolis. We have gotten the coldest shoulder. Uh, How do you feel about pickles? Okay. Pickle capital of Indiana. Yep, that's what I always say when my friends debate me on what the pickle capital of Indiana is. Why don't you? I always say it's Boise, and then they say that's not in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, you've been wrong. Uh, you can always drop back and punt with some mayo mayo the sand the, the, the traditional sandwich moistener. My, uh, we were at the, uh, have you all been, ever been to the Arby's at the border of Indiana? <laughs> it's like Arby's loves. It's the one with stop. the very racist t-shirts. You know. It takes 45 minutes to make anything. Um, There's also a claw game there for some reason. You know. Uh, my, uh, I went to the counter and, said, and I ordered my wife's sandwich, and I said she doesn't want mayonnaise on it, but uh, she would like mustard. And the lady behind the counter said, we don't have mustard. And then she stared blankly for three seconds and said, yes, we do. <laughs> I I don't want the mustard. <laughs> I, just decide, I just decided then that I don't want the mustard. <laughs> Whatever it may be, I don't want it. Well, maybe the Arby's <laughs> like warlock had just finished conjuring it in the back room. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I feel the mustard's presence and, in this Arby's. Now we do. The, uh, we just saw the tanker roll in. Yeah. Now we have mustard. The Truman's... The Truman Show style producers just whispered in my ear that I am supposed to tell you we do have mustard. Uh, she yes, said, we do. You've been lowercase p-punked. You, <laughs> she said, she actually said, yes, we do, but we only have spicy brown and honey. So you had two kinds of mustard. <laughs> Why the subterfuge? It seems unnecessary. And cool. It was a great sandwich. Sid was real happy about it. They make a good sandwich there and a good t-shirt about how much you do love guns and will never, ever, ever give them up for no reason whatsoever. There was a shirt there that said, um, uh, Taylor told me about it, she said, uh, it said, sure, you can date my daughter, just let me finish polishing my gun and digging this hole. Huh. I Unrelated to yeah. you. Yeah, I would love I'm it. burying my gun because it sucks. <laughs> I just want to be... My gun died. And I, can we say a few words about my gun? Please? I want to meet you and have a conversation with you so I can get to know the person that my daughter is falling in love with. Because but, she makes her own decisions, and I respect that. Yes. I wish I... But this gun, this gun sucks shit, so I'm burying it. I wish I could have been the guy that saw that shirt, and I was like, oh, no problem, sir. Just take your time. I'll be back in, what, 90 minutes? Okay. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes to polish a gun and dig a hole. You know what? Let me dig the hole, you polish the gun, <laughs> and then I'll circle back around and have a great date with your daughter. Also, um, just side note, I'm not a gun owner. Just polishing it, make it shoot better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. 
when the when the burglar breaks into your house and you've got to defend your family, you want him to look at your gun and be like, "Damn, that's a clean gun." Because here here's the only thing I know about guns, and I learned it from Antiques Roadshow. You gotta leave the patina on there. You got to. That's where the money comes from. When you polish that shit. You lose like 90% of the value. So maybe that's what he's saying. I'm about to go on Antiques Roadshow <laughs> and also dig a hole for no reason. No reason. I, I need a place to put this tiger. It's also separate. <laughs> also unrelated. Why are you putting a tiger in a hole? For intruders. The gun is decorative. <laughs> the gun is decorative. The tiger is practical. <laughs> I have to polish my Nerf blaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a, here's a Yahoo that was sent in by Nick K. Thanks, Nick. It's Yahoo Answers user. Uh, they are anonymous, so I'm going to call them uh, Tobbus asks. Tobbus? Tobbus asks. Are clouds alive? Read my opinion and comment on it. I'm gonna have to hear the opinion. Yeah. Before I can render judgment. That's very mature of you. I'm an old man. Did you know why I believe clouds to be alive? Clearly not, I'm still <laughs> reading. <laughs> they possess all the characteristics of organisms. Clouds are organized in the sky, they are white, round, flat, or another shape. Not. Probably not your strongest one to lead with. Yeah, you know, like dogs and cats and cows and stuff. Like other organisms, they're around or flat. Thomas, Thomas is giving you the old rope-a-dope here because you're like, what a clown. Next point, metabolism, they absorb water vapor and grow. And now you're like, oh shit, wait a minute. <laughs> Adaptation, they adapt their shape to weather conditions. Response to stimuli, they have their water drops freezing at high altitudes. Reproduction. Okay, Thomas. <laughs> clouds like to fuck. <laughs> they break into smaller clouds when the wind is too strong. The wind likes to fuck clouds. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I would also like to point out, Todmas uh, might not have had the talk yet. If Todmas is like, you know how humans reproduce by breaking into small humans? When, they when get, the wind blows when the wind strongly. is way too strong. Whoa! Now I'm five small Travis's. <laughs> Dang it. Clouds eat water vapors from the <laughs> atmosphere and reproduce by division like bacteria. Is this the first use of quotes? Because they should have been applied liberally before yes. this point. Although I do not see them as complex forms of life. Okay. I believe they are unicellular organisms with water as the genetic material and air as the cytoplasm. I don't know what that means, Tabas, so you've got me on that one. <laughs> I feel like this is both very dumb and maybe this person is smarter than I am about what constitutes an organism. Like, maybe I'm... I would be wrong if I were to criticize them. The only thing... And how the it. flat earthers get you, is it? <laughs> A good point. Uh, the thing is, is I'm no scientist. Listen, sure. I'm just a humble podcaster. But I'm pretty sure you can't just say, like, the cytoplasm, this is the cytoplasm. Or else you'd be like, I'm eating a pizza, and I don't know the sauce. Maybe pizza's an organism. I think we've had this exact conversation before. Well, I am having very weird... Like the pepperoni of the Golgi bodies. Yes, we said that. Okay, yes. okay. This is definitely a thing that's happened. Thing we've said. Okay. Hey, bad news. We've been doing this show for too long. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure. This adds a whole, I just had my own realization of if someone says like, that looks like a dog, maybe it's a cloud dog. Ah, damn it. <laughs> maybe wrong. And that's why every time that I'm flying and I come in for a landing and we go through a cloud, I hear constant screaming. <laughs> They're not complex organisms with emotions. They're just simple organisms that eat water for fuel. <laughs> <laughs> now this... This begs, and shit lightning. This begs the question. Rain, piss or tears? I'm trying to do a joke, but I'm worried Thomas is right, and we just sound like assholes. <laughs> they, are we the people who like look at like Play-Doh and shit, and we're like, there are no wet, the sun goes around us, Todd. Right, exactly. <laughs> Why do the clouds have feelings? Um, this is actually too stressful to continue talking. <laughs> I, <laughs> I live directly across the street, like a 30-second walk out my front door. We know how big streets are. Thank you. Uh, it's from a public park that has a splash pad, which is a big area with things that spray and dump water. I have a sizable lawn that takes about two hours to mow and trim. Right. Mm -hmm. After a few hours laboring <laughs> in my yard, I really want to walk over and cool down. Here's the problem. I think I guessed the problem. Yeah. I think we've been doing this a while, and you listen to this show, and I think I know what the problem is. It's almost exclusively frequented by kids 10 and under. Yep. It's a splash pad. It's a splash Not one of those adult splash pads you've read about for business folk on the go. Is there any way my big, sweaty, childless 30-year-old ass can enjoy a few minutes at this neighborhood oasis without looking like a total creep? No. That's from hotter as hell. <laughs> Hot as hell in Huntington, Indiana. Are you here? If you're, hey, the fact that you said ass in this one paragraph long question shows me probably not. Not with, the, not with a potty mouth like that. Can you go play in this splash pad? Uh, kids are monsters. Yeah. And it's really... There, you will never feel like more of like an alien outsider than to look at a smaller version of human and say, don't splash me, <laughs> please stop. And kids will just like, let's play. And you're like, no, that's cold. I'm doing this on my turn. You, you got to understand, it is not a, uh, whether or not you have the correct sort of representative there for you vis-a-vis, -vis, I don't have a child, I do have a child, because we go to, Austin has a lot of like uh, play places. In Huntington, we had one called the Gym Factory, which was just like a bunch of trampoline floors. And like, imagine like a big complex uh, McDonald's play place. They have a lot of these in Austin. We'll take Henry to those sometimes, and you know, I'll go up with him uh, into the play place, and there's... I, I'm supposed to be there technically, but I still feel like the Minotaur that is there to challenge the kids and give them riddles or else I'll steal their bones. There is a look that we just did, that we went to the Adventure Science Center in Nashville and there's like a big, like almost like 10 story tower that kids climb up in the center. And I was following Vivi because she's two and a half and can barely stand. You know that idea of like the kid, uh, anyways, I didn't want her to die because I'm a good dad. Yeah. And every little kid that would turn around and see me, it's like they were seeing a literal monster. Yeah. They were like, And Travis turns to them and says, I've been in here for 23 years. <laughs> My name is Ricky Scaramucci. My parents left me in 1997. I've been living off crumbs in the garbage. Uh, okay. 
I, so let's give some practical. Yes. Here's here's my gut instinct. Do dress up like a, a business person with a briefcase and a BlackBerry and just walk absentmindedly through the park into the splash pad and be like, ah, damn it! Ah! As you turn around comically for 20 minutes. For 20 minutes, like, ah, we! I mean, shoot! Uh, and then do this every two weeks. You're going to go through a lot of Blackberries. Yeah. I guess you could use the same one each time. Yeah, they're not going to check that. They're kids. Something, 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 Jack disease. <laughs> something, 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 something. Thank you, Justin. Have you th- okay, here's what you do. You have a sizable yard. You know the movie Jack? Yeah, sure. Okay. That topical, <laughs> topical great film? Okay, you have a sizable yard. Benjamin Button, is that... Okay, anyway. You're going to use a portion of your sizable yard and turn it into, an, into a better splash pad yes. that then will attract the kids away from the splash pad you want to go to. No, fuck that. They've got their own splash pad. You have your own new cool splash pad for adults. Uh, gift of the Magi, though. If you put a splash pad there, you don't have to mow anymore. You're not getting hot. Don't You're need a splash hot. pad. Don't need a splash pad. They'll have to turn their splash pad into a yard. Yeah. You have to bulldoze the kid's splash pad. It's a big way for your grown folks' splash pad with beer. It shoots beer out of it. <laughs> cool, man. Hell yeah, dude. Very cool. Can you get five friends and all of you cosplay as the cast of Friends? And then you can play in that splash pad as much as you want. Because you're cosplaying. This just came across. I just got an alert for a haunted doll watch. Hold on, wait. Did y'all think he was about to do something else? Did y'all think he was about to be like, uh, there was a tornado, y'all. We got to dip. We got to go. Uh, it's a culturally tasteless haunted doll watch. Oh, good. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Did you get it at the truck stop? <laughs> <laughs> y'all know that Arby's at the... It, wake up priestess, evil voodoo doll, Elsineth haunted active. Cool and bad so far. They start out with the per eBay policy on my state. This is a tangible item and for entertainment purposes only listed as one tangible voodoo doll that is handmade. It has been reviewed and approved for sale on eBay by eBay. As no, it has not. As a tangible item for sale. That's a very quick review process. Let me just. Yep. Cool. Next. <laughs> you must be over 18 to purchase. You're purchasing one voodoo doll, one candle, not two. Either a votive. <laughs> Either a votive or a taper candle, not both. Five pins, props and mat not included, candle and pin style may vary. So that's the legalese out of the way. <laughs> this voodoo doll is an authentic, individually handmade by the witches of the coven of Rosen, who are witches by birthright. They have not made up some coven. <laughs> <laughs> or these liberals. <laughs> Or joined one. This is the real deal. And each doll has a unique paranormal dark arts personality. No two are alike. They're real, handmade, and not mass produced or made in Japan, China, or some foreign country. What the fuck? Huh. Huh. American jobs, American voodoo dolls. <laughs> real witches. Real witches, real, real witches, real America. American voodoo dolls. <laughs> this is Satan's country. 
The, the evidence would indicate yes. <laughs> the voodoo doll is a kit. It comes with instructions on how to use and how to close the paranormal door you will be opening. Thank you for that. <laughs> Did not know I needed the second one. I'm relieved to know you will be including it. Thank you. These Coven of Rosen voodoo dolls are dark arts magic. Make sure you're aware of that. Once you open a door, it's important to close that door. Maybe you shouldn't be letting me have this doll. <laughs> if these instructions are so specific. They are individually made so that they're unique and different from each other. Individually made makes them more powerful. Think about it. Okay, now hold on. Over 182 have been sold. Nice. Seems like a good number of voodoo dolls. <laughs> you seem like an expert. The coven has held voodoo dolls like this back for several years, generations even. However, times in the world have changed. <laughs> Rents are getting higher. They feel like that many need the help of these dolls. <laughs> hey, can't get much worse out there. Let's release our dolls. <laughs> you can only get so wet. So they have, have been our, Have our poison dolls, everybody. So they have been releasing them. And their power is greater than most voodoo dolls. These dolls do not like their picture taken. And often I have to say please if the pictures are blank or blurry so I can get some fairly good ones to post. That's much like when I try to take a picture of my kid. <laughs> hey, Vivi. That's wild to say, like, hey, voodoo dolls, I know you don't like having your picture taken, but can I so I can sell you on eBay? <laughs> please? Please? This is an all-purpose voodoo doll. Oh, thank God. Oh, shoosh. Used for love, wealth, good luck, revenge, and more. <laughs> Here's the instructions for using the doll. Can you include these with the doll, please, instead of leaving them an eBay listing where I might miss them? Anyway, one. First, <laughs> you can cut out a picture of a person and place it on the face. Second, if you do not have a picture... Place that the part that obsess you, audience. Oh, well, now, no. Second, if you do not have a picture, write their name on a piece of paper, then pin it to the doll. Hey, how bad do you want revenge that you're not going to fucking get on Facebook? <laughs> go get on Facebook, go buy a fucking printer, go get some new toner or whatever the shit, and print out a picture to put on your voodoo doll. You already bought the goddamn thing from eBay. You might as well print out a fucking picture. <laughs> Jesus, that's what's wrong with America. We don't make our voodoo dolls. Anyway. It also seems like you print out a picture of Kiefer Sutherland's face because he knows what he did. You put that on there. He tackled that tree. He tackled that tree that one time. Holy shit. Google Kiefer Sutherland tackles Christmas tree because nobody seems to know what that means. It's, it's so good. But if you just write Kiefer on a piece of paper, every Kiefer on earth is going to get burned or tickled or whatever the fuck you're going to do with this doll. Fall in love with you. Fall in love with you, maybe. You can also attach an article of clothing, hair, or personal item of someone that you wish to see changes in. Love or, or wealth. <laughs> the, um, or you can write what you wish or desire is on paper and pin it to the doll. Then place the doll on the altar that you make. Okay. Uh, see, that's the thing is when you start reading through the instructions, like, not included. You got to go to Home Depot, buy all the altar components. <laughs> Your raven bones. Uh. It can be on a dresser, table, or somewhere where the doll is the focus. 
Next, put a circle of salt around the doll and offerings before you begin to keep the spirits from leaving the doll and entering your home or person. Hey, as long as you're giving me motherfucking step-by-step instructions, could you maybe hit me to what some offerings might be that I could give? <laughs> Instead of just saying the word offerings, talk to the doll. Use its name as if you were addressing a person when requesting something. State your request. Be brief and to the point. Do not linger on and on. Is this how to get a job? Yeah, I was about to say. Make eye contact. Write a thank you note. When you are done, light a black candle, which is included, to get rid of any residual negative energy. Stating one of the following choices. One, that you are lighting the candle to ward off evil spirits. Two, ridding yourself of slander, reversing or removing hexes, neutralizing another's magic, removing or reversing very powerful negative energy from who the doll is being used for. Three, thanking for your personal request. <laughs> Each doll is good to use on one person only. <laughs> and preferably only one time. I think I figured out how you sold 182 of these. <laughs> how to dispose of the doll. Fuck. To get rid of the doll, do not burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Bind it with red thread. Bless the doll with holy water and bury it somewhere off of your property. <laughs> hey, uh, this is Justin McElroy. Is this the Arby's at the border of Indiana that has the love shucks out there? I figure things can't get much worse there, and I was wondering if I could bury a voodoo doll there on your property. There is a poem? Stop. What? <laughs> Her name is Elsineth. Give her offerings of ears of corn, boiled eggs and cheese. Okay, there it is. Thank you. In a plate, give her some cake. Give her some red grapes and oranges. She likes gold objects. It sounded like a lot of work at this. <laughs> she is fond red scarves, so give her one. I'll just murder the person. <laughs> yeah. she, she likes money, and don't be cheap. But how much, light, how much is that? Light some tobacco for her, any kind. Nice. She, she likes rum, water, and beer. She kicks ass. <laughs> she likes the party. Me and this doll like all the same shit. She loves memes. <laughs> yeah. Her favorite, she likes Pokemon. Her favorite color is pink and sky blue. Her favorite number is nine. She likes Saturday. So she likes Saturday. Is that the day I should ask her to kill Kiefer Sutherland or the day I should wrap her in red twine and bury her at the Arby's? <laughs> what would she prefer? There's another 5,000 words about this doll. I literally can't. This, the, okay, there's an FAQ. Question 18. <laughs> Are they made by real generational witches? Answer, yes. So that's the... Um, that's, the <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, Hey, everybody, this is a very smoky-voiced Griffin McElroy. Not smoky from smoke. You know I keep it straight-edged, just sort of smoky from yelling about nerd shit because we just got back from our book tour, uh, final stop at San Diego Comic-Con. We had a great old time. Thanks to everybody who came out and supported the the book. Uh, I, I think maybe if you buy Rockport today, it still counts towards first-week sales, which I, uh, I've come to understand is kind of important. But I'm not here to bullshit you 
about our garbage. I'm here to talk about other companies. I almost called it garbage. It's not. It's good stuff. Like Stitch Fix, for instance, it's really good stuff. They sell you clothes. Well, at first they send you the clothes. They send you the clothes in the box. The selling comes after because you try on all this stuff. A personal stylist is going to like pick out stuff that's going to look really good on your fucking bod. And you're going to slap it on there. And if you agree with the stylist's uh, you know, fashion choices, then you can keep it and you pay for it. And then anything you don't want, you ship on back for free. And there's, there is a $20 styling fee, but check this. It goes right towards anything you keep from your box. Uh, and if you keep everything from your box, when you go to stitchfix.com slash mybrother, you'll get 25% off if you keep all the items in the box. And uh, I've, I am a Stitch Fix user myself, and more often than not, I do exactly that because they've really... They've really got me dialed in. They really know the curvature of my bod and my shape and stuff. So that's stitchfix.com slash my brother. Stitchfix.com slash my brother. Get 25% off when you keep everything in your box. Um, and much like these clothes are going to fit your bod, Bowl and Branch has something that's going to fit your bed, which almost rhymes. No, it's not a rhyme. It's a slant rhyme or something. Okay, it's not any kind of rhyme, but Bowl and Branch is going to give you all kinds of great sheets that you are going to use to well you're gonna sleep on them most of the time do not cut holes in them to make a ghost uh these i mean you can do that if you want but these are really nice quality sheets you're not going to want to uh cut holes in them uh, unless i guess it is halloween and you are um hard pressed for fabric uh everything that they make is designed with your comfort in mind from their pure 100 percent organic cotton signature soft sheets their cozy throws to their plush towels uh, Bowl and Branch products have thousands of five-star reviews, and uh, people are at the heart of everything that they do, from the farmers who grow their organic cotton to the people who sleep on their sheets at night. They have a no-risk 30-day trial and free shipping in the U.S. You can return them if you don't love them. So right now, go ahead and get 50 bucks off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com and enter the promo code MYBROTHER. That's all one word. Uh, bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code MYBROTHER. That's BowlingBranch.com, promo code my brother. If Justin was here, he would make some gag about how the company's name is confusing. I think it's a good company name, so Bowling Branch, just go ahead and write those checks directly to me. But that's not really how any of this works. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to the live show. We're, we like uh, Travis and Dad are still gone, uh, so we did not have time to record an episode. So I hope you enjoy this one that we recorded from our uh, recent tour in Indianapolis. Um yeah, and again, one last time, thanks to everybody who has supported the book, uh, the second uh, graphic novel in our adaptation of The Adventure Zone Balance. You can find it wherever. Go to theadventurezonecomic.com if you want. Um, it is, uh, I mean, anytime we get out and get to see folks and say hi, it's always like a very humbling experience, and this this week was just chock full of those. So thank you all so much, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with a regular episode of Mabim Bam next week, so see you then. The Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast that destigmatizes the very idea of having a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> We're Ben and Adam, the hosts of The Greatest Generation, and the technology we've developed is that nobody knows what you're playing in your earbuds. You know, with legalization, it's easier than ever to find out what's in your buds. <laughs> but we suggest that you legally find The Greatest Generation wherever you download your podcasts. We'll send it to you in a discreet, unmarked package. <laughs> and nobody has to know but us. That's The Greatest Generation, the Star Trek podcast that you didn't know you needed, yet makes you feel like you belong. Uh, hello. 
Hi. I think everybody ended up over there. That's fine. What's, yeah. your, what's your name? This is Annalise. Hi, Annalise. Your Hi. question uh, delighted us. <laughs> so my neighbor, I just moved to Indiana. I'm not really familiar with the traditions here. Welcome. Okay. But, hey, straight up, they fucking uh, love my, pudding. My, <laughs> so my neighbor, a delightful man, um, he likes to throw old pieces of pizza into his backyard. Um, <laughs> Including also donuts, bread, and tortilla chips. You know those aren't pizza traditionally. Those are different <laughs> food. Um, Do they have so, pepperonis on them? Okay. Yeah, actually. The issue is, is that my dogs run over and eat them. And then a few weeks ago, there was a possum eating all of the pizza. And yeah. I had to fight it. Uh, <laughs> I had to pull my dogs away. Stop the podcast. One, possums are great. They take care of a lot of pests. No way. Two. Why on earth did you fight the possum, Annalise? Well, it wasn't so much fighting it as like dragging my dogs back and screaming at the possum to get away. Oh, okay. You had to harass the possum. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, okay. If your neighbor's not throwing it there for possums, then why? I don't know. Is and, you it know, for I, giant birds? I don't, it's attracting coyotes too because some coyotes killed my neighbor's ducks and left the head on my lawn. (laughs) That's a huge fucking bummer. So your neighbor hates pets. But loves non-pet animals. Yes. And is trying to come to some sort of equilibrium in the neighborhood. Is your neighbor trying to seduce your dogs to be his dogs now? Maybe. He's the one who throws them old pizza. He's the one yeah. who really cares for us. Yeah. Is your neighbor a coyote? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the most <laughs> radical house party ever. Brothers, come sup from the bounty. I shall continue to live as one of them so that you may feast. I have made contact with the Papa John. <laughs> He sucks shit. He sucks, but his pizza's pretty good. (laughs) Comparatively, Dakarian. Have you addressed? (laughs) Have you addressed? Papa John's pizza, better than dead thing. (laughs) Yeah. Have you addressed? Have you met your neighbor? Oh yeah, met. Okay, you're ahead of the curve. I think. What's his full name? No. Sorry. No. Have you said, hey, why do you throw pizza out in the yard? Because of you, a dog died. (laughs) That seems like a pretty good way to make most... It it was a duck. Duck. It was a duck. I thought you said dachshund. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It was was two ducks. Oh, that's fine then. (laughs) Because the the ducks could have flown away. As we all know, one dog equals 30 ducks. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you're just going to have to go over there and grab the pizza out of the air as he threw... Is it... He throws it into the yard? Yeah, yeah. Is he trying to grow a pizza tree? Thank you, Travis. Is he composting, perchance? In the shittiest, worst way imaginable. He's not the composting type. I don't. No, he's more of the throw pizza in the yard and a coyote kills a duck type. Yeah. You know. I don't know what... Every neighborhood has one. I don't know what not the composting type means, but I bet they frequent the Arby's Racist (laughs) T-shirt store. Uh, All right, Annalise, here's what I would do. Ignore it. 
Here's what funny me would do. Pick up the pizza and just chuck it back at him. <laughs> nice. It's back on my doorstep? How is this possible? It was meant to be... I'm moving away in a month, so... Oh, it's uh, meant to be wasting our time! <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> yes, thank okay, you. Okay, good. Jim. Excellent. Uh, hello. Over here, hello, what's your name? Hi, I'm Grayson. Hi, Grayson. Hi, Grayson. What's up? <laughs> Sorry, I, which question did you pick? It's oh, did you send in multiple? I oh. The one about that. your dad? You had a question oh, about your dad. dad's? My dad has a terrible vape rig. How can I fix it? Sure. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> Is he here? Is he here? Oh, hey. my oh. God. Can you put a hand up, Bad Vape Dad? I see you. Grayson's dad, fix your busted rig. Your busted ass vape sucks. You're embarrassing Grayson. You're getting minimum owned. Grayson, what's your dad's full name? <laughs> uh, hey, Grayson, I don't want to put your dad's full name on blast. He's probably got a job. Yeah. He does. So your dad has a, and this is your question that you sent to us, quote, garbage vape rig. <laughs> Is it garbage in the fact that he's just blowing out the most pathetic, wispy bullshit ever? Or is it really loud? Maybe like, <laughs> is, it a, is it technically an asthma inhaler? It, he keeps calling it a pipe. Uh, I mean, is it, yeah, I mean, is it dangerous? Does it get very hot or something? What's, is it leaking? Why is it so bad? It's one, it's like. Five or six years old. It's a very old vape. Oh, wow, early adopter of vape technology. I'm into it. I, listen, our podcast is nine years old. There's nothing wrong with things that are old. Next. <laughs> uh, two, it's very beat up. Like, he has not taken... That's a look. You got it. Listen, Grace is dead. Take that to Antiques Roadshow. Do not polish the beat <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> so important. Well, this, this vape rig is from... What, 2013? Whoa, Whoa. that's got to be at least $20. Uh, I'm the one that kind of looks like Paul F. Tonka. <laughs> Tell me something that's wrong with this rig, because so far I'm on your dad's side. With his kick-ass vintage rig. <laughs> Buddy Holly used to use a vape rig just like this one. Star Wars Episode Seven branding. Tell me about this busted rig. It's... How big is it? Like, uh, like, I don't know, an inch by two inches by three inches. Is it a lightsaber or one of them squares? Is it... It's not a square. It's like a big, chunky square. Nice. Yeah. It's I can't very... get behind. The... I don't like the ones that look like you're sucking on a talk boy. Yeah. I like the lightsabers. <laughs> He's practically sucking a carry, like a PC he carries around. That's practically... <laughs> nice. Nice. It's like a little iPad. Uh, I mean, hey, it's hey. Father's Day. Thank you. Good. That would have been a great gift. Could have bought him yes. one, yeah. Could have bought him one. I'm sorry, we can't help you. Does that help? Wait. Uh. I got my dad six vape rigs for Father's Day. He doesn't vape. Yeah. Should, should I get him the Jimmy Buffett ones? Well, yeah, yeah that goes without saying. Those are filled with weed. So if you want your dad to chill out, absolutely. Yes. Does that help? Yes, absolutely. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Over here. How's it going? Good. How are you? 
I'm all right. What's your name? Cool. Uh, my name is Brandon. Brandon, hello. hello. Your question, please. Did you also send in multiples? Uh, no, I only sent in one. Okay. Um, almost a month ago to the day on my birthday. Yes. Uh, my car was stolen. Okay. Ah. Of my apartment complex. And so my question to you guys is how, besides putting jelly under the handle, would I make my car less attractive to thieves? Well, you already answered it, so <laughs> thanks, Brandon. Uh, boy, that's rough. On your birthday, huh? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I hate to hear that. Kind of like the ducks being eaten by coyotes <laughs> version of birthday activities. Um, Maybe like a really embarrassing novelty license plate that just says like "dumb car." <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's or or a like license plate that says "stolen." <laughs> now this one's gonna raise some eyebrows before it's stolen. Uh, Big spoiler. Yeah. Giant you, spoiler. The, Four the feet wide. Dies across <laughs> the back of it. No, like a what? Uh, okay. I see. Yeah, it's very funny. So, uh, could you just make it your car? Yeah, you're a stinker. It may be too late for this, but can you make your next vehicle a PT Cruiser? Because I'm pretty sure nobody's going to want to fuck with that. I don't know. There might be a large market for those, so. Nope. Pretty <laughs> sure there's not. I, demonstrably no. Yeah. <sighs> Fish. Wait. Is it a big thing in Indiana to drive PT Cruisers? What the fuck is up with this state? Okay. Take Fine. your word for it. And you love PT Cruisers. Okay. What a wild place. Have you thought about buying the exact same car that has already been stolen? So then probably the same person comes back to steal. They're like, what? Well, I already got one. Or they'll think like, didn't I already steal that fucking car? What the fuck? I know exactly how to steal this car. Excellent. This is wonderful. <laughs> Did you leave it unlocked? No. That's good. That's a good yeah. start. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually going to be my one, is to lock it, but you already yeah, locked it. Because so. for me, when the thief comes up and tries to open the door and it doesn't and they walk away, that's a pretty good way to make your car less attractive to thieves. Yeah, certainly. Maybe uncomfortable seats. Yeah, I would have tried that, but <laughs> I Well, you, I know you so. would have. You're asking about what to I'm do next time, and I'm saying uncomfortable seat. Okay. Did, you, did you do jelly on the handle in the, in the first place? Raspberry, but he liked it. Damn it. Uh, that was a, that that was was a, a joke, joke, Brandon. I'm mad at you. <laughs> that was a joke and not serious, and you didn't put the jelly there, and your car got stolen, and I hope you've all learned something today. <laughs> Don't be like Brandon, who's now become a symbol rather than a listener. He's become a cautionary tale of what happens when you don't put jelly on your car. Uh, I have uh, one simple answer. Okay. A way to make your car less attractive to thieves. You're always in it. Always. Always in it. And also, you have a burglar mask pulled on over your head. And you're like, keep moving, buddy. Warning, this car is actually turbo teen. And if you exactly. yeah. and after a, some period of time it will transform into a teenager that you will have stolen. Uh, does that help at all? Yeah, somewhat. I mean. All right, thank you. Fair enough. No fair. You fucked up. You should have put the jelly on, not me. That's a nice thing to say to someone as they're walking away. I'm after just saying, put the jelly on next time, Brandon. Uh, hello. Hi, I'm 
Hi, what's your name? It should be an insurance thing. Thank you, yes. Hello, what's your name? Sean. Hi, Sean. What is your question, Sean? Okay, I work in an adult novelty store. Okay, can you get a little bit closer to the mic? Just a little bit closer, thank you. Okay, so I sell dildos and vibrators. That's what I do. That's I figured I that was part of the inventory. And I need I do like the way know. you phrase that, too, because it's almost like you would say to a friend, like, I sell dildos and vibrators. It's what I do. <laughs> it is. Um, my question is, how do I politely ask people to not laugh at the 17-inch dildos that we sell? It's not funny. You it's just not laugh. funny. You all just laughed. You failed. This is a very serious practical. Those are American-made dildos. Business dildos for serious purposes. Non-comedic in nature. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Sean. Do they have a funny name? Be honest. They're called the Dick Rambone. Okay, well... <laughs> All right, let's devil's advocate this one. If I went to a funeral parlor to pick out my own coffin, and they're like, well, we have this 30-foot-long coffin, I would laugh at that because that's not what size coffins usually are. I have, I have. And then if they said it's called the Dick Rambone. <laughs> if you want people to stop laughing at the 17-inch dildos, you need to start selling 18-inch dildos. Yeah. That's funny. Look at this. <laughs> it's slightly bigger. <laughs> Though admittedly thinner. It's the same amount of material, but spread out over 18 inches instead of 17. They're all like that. Eventually, it just looks like a windshield wiper. <laughs> Are they, do, these, do these same people walk through the inventory of your store like laughing at multiple? Are they laughing because, be, and be brutally honest here, are they laughing because it's a sex thing or are they laughing because it is a 17-inch hog? <laughs> um, both, actually. Some people, you know, you get your freshly 18-year-olds in and yeah. it's sex, so they think it's the funniest thing in the world. Right. So what you're really asking is how to get people to stop from laughing at any size dildo. They haven't been walking through somber and then they get to the 17-inch dildo and they're like, now wait a second. <laughs> Right. They now see what's it, even happening here? They see an average size dildo and they're like, yes. <laughs> right. Correct. Just right. right. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, notice how I said average size dildo there because I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> oh boy, you can tell me anything right now and I'd, I'd believe you. We actually sell a product called the 24-inch anal snake as well. Snake hold up, hold up, hold up. Is it penis-shaped or snake-shaped? It's snake-shaped. Then that's just a big snake. <laughs> they might be laughing at that just of the poor branding. If they see the 17-inch dildo after the 24-inch snake, they're going to think the 17-inch one is also a snake. So maybe it's shock that it's not is why they're laughing. Or maybe it's relief. <laughs> oh, thank God. 
I was afraid they were all snakes. Can you hang a sign? My cousin's not going to like that. It's for a bachelorette. Sure, sure. Can you hang a sign in that section of the store saying, no laughing aloud? This is serious. Maybe make them promise before you show it. Yeah. Do you promise you won't laugh? Oh, shit, that's good. Bust out a big 17-inch briefcase that you plop up on the table like you're a black arms dealer. It's it's chained to your wrist? (laughs) Yeah. Do you sell what you would classify as a funny dildo, though? We have a glittery one. Okay, that's... You've lost perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, does that help? It it works wonders. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Sean. Thank you so much. All right, that's going to do it. Can we get the house lights turned off, please? It's very intimidating. Thank you. you. That was very fast. Uh, Y'all, this has been so wonderful. Thank you, Indianapolis. Y'all have been a delight. Uh, well, you want to say thank you to, well, a whole bunch of people. Uh, first, if you didn't already, uh, I don't know if they're still selling them or not, but Evan Palmer did a really, really cool poster for us based on the Become the Monster uh, kind of tour. It's really, really awesome. If they're still selling them, grab one. And if they're not, sucks to be you. Yeah. Uh, we also want to say thank you to Sawbones. Yes. Uh, and to... Uh, Travis and Paul for, uh, for, for dropping back and punting on that one. You did a great job. And uh, Teresa, I hope you feel better real yeah, soon. Yeah, so uh, uh, we also want to say a very, very special thank you to our dad, Clint yes. McRae. It is yeah. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. We love him very, very much. We would not be who we are without him. Yeah. And uh, just count of three, let's all sing the Happy Father's Day song. One, two, three. Uh, Probably something Steely Dan. Yeah, it's no, it was wrong. You were wrong. It was it was pegged by Steely Dan. You guys were all wrong. Uh, we also want to say we just said thank you to Paul and uh, Paul Saborn of Paul and Storm, not just for the worst for chapter, but uh, for being our tour manager. Yes. Uh, thank you to Clues Theater. Is that right? Clues? Yeah, we said it right. Uh, let's see. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to Max Fun. Uh, our home. Thank you uh, to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the Easter theme song and the departure of the album putting the days to bed. If you're looking for dining recommendations on the way home, I would suggest the Arby's slash La- <laughs> on the Indiana board. Uh, here is our final Yahoo answer that was sent in by a lot of people. Thank you, everybody. It's from an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Jersh. Uh, Jersh asks... At what age should I lose my vinegar? My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me, kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And together we're the hosts of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. What does that mean for you, the podcast consumer? 
Well, it means that you're gonna get a lot of stories about how we used to do weird stuff to people in order to try to fix them. Do you know that we used to think diseases were caused by bad smells? And that we used to eat mummies for medicine? That's super funny. I kind of like Well, thanks, and we hope you'll kind of like our show, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It's available every Friday wherever fine podcasts are sold or at its beautiful, picturesque home at MaximumFun.org.